Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. Chapter number 12, and just one verse. I believe this verse is loaded with more than we can expound on in the uh, next 30 minutes or so. I started a couple of Sundays ago as at uh, early in the year yet, uh, dealing with the family. preached a message to you out of the book of Psalms on the family is not a DIY project. It is not something you can do yourself. And uh, the Bible told us there in the book of Psalms, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And uh, so we've looked at that a couple of times along the lines of the family. Then I went to the Impact Basketball Program. That was wonderful yesterday. Brother Harrelson did the devotion between the uh, ball games. And uh, he stood up there and gave a tremendous a lesson or message on train up a child, on the way that he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Went last evening out to our church banquet, and a wonderful time there, and Brother Justin from over at Bemis Road Baptist Church opened up his Bible, and he started talking about the family. I tell you, it is a relative subject today. Now, it will, in different ways, be a different message for so many. Uh, but if we could learn the lesson that Sister Harrelson was singing about just a moment ago, I tell you, he's all we need. He is all that we need. And if you haven't lived long enough yet to understand that, you may be young or whatever, uh, but if you live long enough, you'll find out that Christ, as a Christian, he is all we need. And if he is front and center in our homes. It will be what it needs to be for the glory of our God. And that's the purpose that we have our families. He went on to say that, that children are an heritage of the Lord. They're not yours. They're not mine. They belong to God. They're not the neighborhood kids. They belong to God. And they all belong to God. No matter who they are, where they're at, they belong. It said children. It didn't say that the uh, American children are an heritage to the Lord, said children are an heritage to the Lord. And so they're His. And so it is important that we, I wish that uh, when Sister Debbie and I, we, we got saved when our children, well, Tracy was born. She's about 18 months old, 20 months old. Then Marie came along a little bit later. And I'm so thankful for the instruction that we got from our pastor, the man of God. I'm so thankful for the uh, instruction that we got from our uh, Sunday school teachers and training union teachers and those kind of things, helping us with our family. But I want to look at one thought this morning and uh, expound on it for a few moments. It's found in verse number 39. Now listen carefully. And this know, that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Let's look at it again. 
and this know, that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken through. When I was coming up, they were called broken homes, broken homes. In this passage of Scripture, we find at least something that's alluding to that idea that a house has been broken through. A house has been broken through. So our text this morning, I'll try to move along rather quickly. Hope you can get the notes off the screen. If not, we can get them to you. And so our thought this morning is knowing how to take care of your home. Knowing how to take care of your home. Now, I'll get to the message in just a minute, but as we look at this little passage of Scripture, there's, there's at least three or four things that we need to be taken care of in our lives. For instance, uh, back in uh, verse number 19 and verse number 21, and he said, I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast many goods laid, much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night, Thy soul shall be required of thee. And then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? We need to take care of our souls. Our souls are something that we need to watch over and take care of. And then there's another one that's given to us. He talks a little further on in verse number 23. He talks about our life and our body. The life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. It's more than a place to hang a hat. And so it's important for us to understand this morning, there's some things that we're to be taken care of. One of them, we're to take care of our soul. And and we could take time to go over in Mark 8. I'll not go over there this morning for the sake of time. And he gives us some, some clear definition on what we need to do. He said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Uh, there's a, a whole message within that passage of Scripture. And so we're to take care of our soul, and we're to take care of our life and take care of our body. And then he makes mention in the verses that we're reading, uh, the verse that we read until you're hearing this morning, that we're to take care of our homes, our house. Same word, same word. I hope that maybe one day the Lord will allow me to just slow down a little bit on, these, on this home matter. I've never seen a day and hour, and I have the statistics up here with me, but I'm not going to take time this morning to give you all the current information on how homes are doing in our land, in our churches, in our communities. But you well know, don't you? Uh, we know, we understand that homes today are in jeopardy, and families are in jeopardy. And so it is important for us to take our time periodically. I wish that the Lord would allow me one of these years before I go and meet my reward to just take about six weeks and go through these 70 years of experience and go through these 45 years of pastoring and and go through some of these decades of counseling and and working with young couples and elderly couples and uh, help us to see the real value of knowing what this book means to your family and to your home. And so... It's a sad commentary this morning, a sad commentary when you think about all those statistics. 
It's a sad thing to think about this morning when he said in our text that we're to care for our souls. It's when you think about what the psalmist said, he said, I looked to my right hand and I looked to my left hand and no man cared for my soul. Isn't that sad? You see, not everybody's interested in where you're going to spend eternity, so you better be. Not every, not every church is, is sold out to the matter of evangelism and, and missions and reaching a community and reaching a world for Christ. Not everybody cares about your soul. So you better make sure that you do. Thank God there's some do. I'm thankful that, for that faithful pastor back in 1972 that would stand on his heels and preach till his tongue looked like a red necktie. And I got under conviction at 22 years old. And uh, he came, I'm thankful for somebody that cared enough about my soul that he was willing to preach without apology about Calvary and the blood of Christ and the death and the burial and the resurrection, heaven and hell and home and all of those things. I'm thankful for the man of God that cared for souls. But not everybody does. Not everybody cares about your life. Not everybody cares about your body. And so it is important for us to make sure that we do. There's no secret that no one really cares about us. The tobacco industry doesn't care. The alcoholic industry doesn't care. The agriculture industry that has filled our food with steroids and poisons and, and chemicals, they don't care. And so you better care. It's all about money and, and so on and so forth. So we see that there's not a lot of uh, people that are investing in our souls. There's not a lot of people that are interested in the lives of these young people. Thank God there's some people that care. But you better care because it is your in your hands. And the Bible teaches us. And so with those in mind, why would he be any different when he comes to the home and the house, the household? There are not that many people that are interested in your family except for what they can get from you. And, uh, and we all know that. No one cares for your home. No one cares. For, the government really doesn't care. The movie industry, they don't care about your family. They'll, they'll set everything they possibly can without limits before your children. When I came up, I mean, Andy Griffith and, and, uh, and you know, all those kind of things, pretty well wholesome. They told a lot of lies on there. They were lying all the time. I, mean, I, I never realized it that we spent a lot of time watching the reruns. and I mean, just lying all the time. They lie about everything. But anyhow, aside from that, but the movie industry, they're not interested in your home. And uh, the, uh, the movie industry and the music industry, they're living off the failures of your home. And so somebody's got to care. And my challenge to you this morning is to know what you need to do to take care of your home. You've got to do it. Now here's the translation of it. Here's, here's, uh, here's, here's what the text means in, in the Ward uh, translation. If you read it, this is what I got out of it. If I had known then, I started to title the message this. If I had known then what I know now, I would have done some things. That's what this verse says. He, he said, if I'd have known when the thief was coming, we'll identify him in just a moment, I'd have done, I would have done some things differently. 
If I had known then what I know now. We say that all the time. If I had known, and we talk about it with investments and all those kind of things. When, when, I, was a, when I was a teenager in the, in the mid-60s, uh, you could buy a 55 Chevrolet for 300 bucks. There's some of them now you can't buy for 300,000 bucks. If I'd known then what I know now, I could be rich and wealthy, but, and, uh, and, you know, and, and all, and cars, and I remember my dad telling the story, and uh, how that when he was a, uh, a younger man, I, I, he was about 40 years old when I was born, but it, he had a, he had a construction company. And he had a doctor friend here in town that kind of sponsored him. And Daddy told this story the length of his life. He said that back in the 50s, in the, in the mid-50s, he said, Dr. Thompson came to me and he said, Griffin, he said, there's a, I, I know that you don't do stock market and all that kind of thing, but he said, there's, there's a company that, that you really need to invest some money in. And, uh, and, uh, and my daddy's friend, he even said to him, he said, I'll loan you the, mo the money for the investment. And uh, the name of the company was Coca-Cola. Uh, Coca-Cola. Boy, if we'd known then what we know now. And it goes that way. It's just, it just kind of permeates our lives, that little thought. If I'd have known then what I know now, I could do a whole lot of things differently than which I have done then. And so that's, that's kind of what we're leaning on this morning. Looking back. Had I known. And so let me give you five things very quickly. The first one being, we'll look at the, uh, we'll, we're just going to stay in this verse for a moment this morning. We may look at a couple of other scriptures before we get done. Number one, understanding the home. Having an understanding of the home. Look in the, the first verse. And this, no. And, and it's all about knowledge. And you don't have knowledge the first year of your marriage. You're still just living on kisses and hugs and, and, and all those kind of things. Uh, but as you progress through the years, you learn a few things. And it's important to have uh, knowledge and understanding and discretion. All of those are, are important for us to understand. I didn't know anything about it. I'm not telling you that, that I mastered this, but I'm telling you this. If I'd known then what I know now... I think I could have done some things a little different in my home. And I think I would have. When, I, when we got saved, I was, I, we were in stock car racing. That was my life. That was my hobby. That's what I did. And, uh, that's, and then, you know, we progressed along the way. Uh, you know, if, if you're a young person this morning, can you, and I always challenge Every time I'm doing premarital counseling, I'm, I always tell them when we talk about finances, I, I always tell the young, potential young couples, I always tell them that the first five years of your marriage, don't buy anything that you don't have to buy. I wish I'd done that. Don't, you got to have certain things, but you know, don't just waste your money on all the things, all the stuff the world has to offer. Make sure that if you pay all of your other bills, you also pay yourself. You're going to pay your light bill. You're going to pay your phone bill. But what about paying yourself? Find 5% or 10% of your income and start saving as soon as... And, and those of you that I've married within the last 15 or 20 years, you know that's true. That's what I told you. If I'd have known some things then... 
like I know now, I could probably retire a rich man. A rich man. And so, you need to know about the home. But we're not talking about the money. We're not talking about those kind of things. If he had known what he... If, if he had known that the thief was coming, he would, he would have taken time. He would have taken time. And so here's three things very quickly. I think we should have them on the board for you, on the screen. We need to know about God's provisions for the home. God has provided. By the way, it was God that instituted the home there in the Garden of Eden. And it is God that has carried this book that I have before me. Two-thirds of this book is written about the home. There are about 44 chapters that are all about the home in the Word of God. Or 44 books in the Bible that are almost exclusively about the family. It might be God's family, it might be Abraham's family, or so on and so forth. And when we come to the New Testament, the first miracle that Jesus performs is at a wedding. God cares about your home. He cares about your family. Know God's provisions for the home. I don't have time to linger on any of these. It is his institution. Number two, his purpose for the home. You know what your home's all about? It's about preparing your family for him. Sure it is. Your, your home and your family. I like that when I was reading the, uh, the uh, little bio on Brother Justin Atchison from over at Bemis Road that spoke at our banquet last night, I was, it just blessed my heart. He, and at the beginning of it, he said, I was raised in northern Arkansas and, uh, and uh, in a pastor's home, and I was saved at the age of four in family devotion. Hadn't heard that in a while. Saved at the age four in family devotion. Know that God has made provisions for our family. Know that God has a purpose for our family. What is God's purpose in your family? You need to know what it is. And then thirdly, Know his principles in the family. We'll have to deal with all that later, a little bit later. And then secondly, notice in our verse again, and this know, knowing some things about the family. The second thing is we need to know uh, the enemy of the home. We need to know who the enemy is in the home. Notice that's the second thing that he brings up. He said, and this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come. That little phrase there, the thief would come. That the thief would come. He would have done something about it. The Bible said in John chapter number 10 and verse number 10, he identifies who the thief is. He said that the thief, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And so we, we know what the thief, and by the way, in, in, in case I forget this, the devil, when he, this, the thief that he's talking about in this passage of Scripture, the one that comes to, to steal your family and to kill your family and to ultimately destroy your family. And it does happen, by the way. There are families that I've known through the course of the years that their spiritual life, the, uh, spiritually, I'd look like a, a jackrabbit to, I'd look like a grasshopper to a jackrabbit. I'm talking about some spiritual giants that I have known, even in the ministry. 
And, and the devil, in, in his mind and his thinking this morning, if he hasn't stolen your family, if he hasn't destroyed your family, if he hasn't killed your family, his thinking is this, just give me a little bit of time. Just give me a little bit of time. So many families that you know and that I know, it's just a time bomb waiting to go off. And so here's the thief. He comes to kill and to steal and destroy our families. He, he's there to plunder and rob and steal and destroy. He's, he's not after your trinkets. He's after your treasures. He, he's not after what you have in the fire safe. He's not after what you have in the gun cabinet. Uh, this thief doesn't come to steal your car, he's not there to steal your television set and your computer. He's there to steal your little children and your spouse. He's there to destroy that relationship. That's, that's what we're talking about this morning. He's there. He, he's not interested in, those, in, in all the stuff. But he's interested in destroying the family interested in destroying the family. Whatever he steals, he destroys. Or destroys, he is your enemy. And so many things, so many tools that he uses to destroy our homes and families. Well, let's look at it a little bit further. Look at it a little bit further. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what I... You know, if I'd, if I'd known then what I know now, this fellow is probably... It is probably rehearsed in his ears again and again and again and again. This thief is out to get your family, to steal away your family. Not only do we see uh, this enemy of the family, but also the third thing is the ob observation of the home. The observation of the home. I don't know if we have all these up, Jonathan. The observation of the home. That's the next part of it. He would have watched. Notice what he said. He would have watched. You don't have to make these things up. They're right here in clear English. What we need to know about the family this morning is all bound up in this one little verse. Five things, the observation of the home. In verse number 39, if he would have known what was going to happen, if he'd have known when the thief was coming, he'd have been watching. He'd have been watching. Sure he would have. Have you ever had, well, you don't have to raise your hand. It, it's, a, it's frightening when someone breaks into your home. When we were living here in the pastorium years ago, uh, we had been over to uh, a watch night service meeting. I think it was, might have been in Albany at, at Pine Bluff. A watch night service. When we got back home that night, our girls were small, uh, young. And uh, we walked in, parked on the carport, and uh, we opened the carport, back door of the carport, and, and uh, the girls went to the back of the house. And my wife went on toward the back of the house. That's a huge house up there. And when I was walking... When I was walking through the living room, I just happened to, out of the corner of my eye, I noticed the curtain was blowing over the uh, sliding glass doors. The curtain was just blowing a little bit. And I walked over there and I pulled the curtain back and someone had come into our house. They'd taken a, a, a power drill or something and had cut the lock off of the, the latch off the door. They, 
and, and they took it and, and they just set all the pieces up in the windowsill. And then you could see their fingerprints. I never caught them. You could see their fingerprints where they, where they pushed the glass door open and came into our house. I tell you, that's an eerie feeling. It's an eerie feeling. I said, Tracy, you and Marie come here. Normally they say, oh, I'm getting ready for bed. I'm, getting, I'm asleep here. But they just, I guess it was just God. They were getting, uh, and they came right straight back to the living room. And I said, we're leaving. And we all jumped in the car and went down to uh, Goebel's, uh, Lamar Goebel's house, and we called the law from there. But we noticed that when we left the house, when we left the house, we walked by, we had, uh, we'd been in Mexico a number of times, and we bought a, an Onyx chess set, and that Onyx chess set was on our coffee table when we came in, and my wife's rings. And uh, we went, well, Goble and I came back. The law got there about the same time. And we, when we got back, the Onyx chess set was gone and the rings were gone. That dude was in our house while we were there. Oh, I don't want to whisper. While we were there. <laughs> You're not little children, okay? But I'm glad he got my, I'd rather have my, the chest set and have my daughters. I'd rather have the rings and, and everything than to steal away one of my children or to break up my home. And it happens, ladies and gentlemen. You got to know how to take care of your home. The observation of the home. The observation. Here's some things that you need to pay attention to. Some signs and symptoms and we're almost done. One is Diminishing affection. Diminishing, that should be diminishing affection. You have to watch for that. Now, it's perfectly natural in children. After they start getting older, they're, they're not as huggy and all those kind of things. And, but when, when, when family affection starts diminishing. I don't know about you guys, but my wife and I, we still kiss square on the lips. Somebody said, oh, that's gross to think about that. The preacher kissing his wife. We hold hands. We date. Diminishing I'd rather be with my wife. I love stock car racing. Hunting's okay. Fishing's okay. All those kind of things. I love to be with my wife. I love to be with you guys, you know. We'll we go do something, go to a ball game or something. And I tell you, my affection is, way, is set way back in the corner back there. You need to have affection for your children. Sure you do. You need to be interested in what they're interested in. If, you're not, if, if not, you're not watching well over your home. If your life is all about yourself and you never have any, any time for your children, I've seen this. I remember many years ago, we had a, a family in the school and, and this little girl, uh, she, her, her mom and dad didn't have a whole lot of interest in her. 
they, you know, it was one of those situations where you just drop them off and pick them up, drop them off and pick them up, not, not interested too much. But she came to me one Thursday, and she said, Brother Ward, she said, guess what? And I said, what, sweetie? She said, Daddy's coming to the ball game tonight. She's on the basketball team. Her daddy never taken time to watch her play ball. She said, Daddy's coming tonight. Unnatural affection. If you don't care about the things your children care about, it is unnatural. You need to take about 50% of what you're involved in and cast it away and invest it in your children. I went to the coach. She wasn't a starter. Boy, you gotta, somebody's got to care for the home. I said, hey, coach, guess who's playing tonight? Make sure she's on the court. But I remember sitting there and watching her. I remember watching her. She wasn't watching the game. She was looking at the door. First quarter passed by. Second quarter passed by. Finally, when the game was over, and Daddy didn't come. That is child abuse in a whole, at a whole new level. Diminishing affection. Drastic change. Decreased interest in family, school, and church. And work. I think I put work in there, too. Family, school, work, etc., Decreasing the interest. Now it's normal. We have some seniors around here, and, and about this time of the year, they're done with school. I mean, school, all they want to do is walk across the, the stage and get their diploma. Now, I'm not talking about that kind of lack of decreasing interest, but if you see it in all those places, they don't want to be with a family anymore. They don't want to, they're, you know, they don't want to be part of school activities anymore. They don't want to go to church anymore. Trouble's brewing. There's trouble right here in River City. Real trouble. Then, those things, those kinds of things. Let me give you the last one the responsibility of the home. Here's, here's what he said. And would not have suffered his home to be broken through. And wouldn't, here's the responsibility. This is the responsibility that we carry to make sure that the thief doesn't get in. You know, it's amazing to me of all the security devices and all the things that we do to keep people from breaking in our house. We'll have, we'll have, you know, locks on every doors and, and, and bolt on all the outside doors. They'll be bolted. Uh, we'll have security cameras everywhere. We'll have, uh, sometimes we'll have a dog in the yard. And uh, we, we, we'll do everything that we can to keep the thief out of our house. But this is not a thief that walks down the street and, walks, and opens your gate and walks up your sidewalk. And, and Jimmy 
is your, uh, your door and, uh, and turns your alarm off and goes in your house and takes away the trinkets. He's after the real valuables in your house. That husband and wife relationship in the, in, in the eyes of God is of great value. Great value. Some responsibilities here. Let me give you these. Um, you got to know your children. You do. You've, you must know. I don't know why I'm on the children so much. I didn't mean to do that. You got to know your children. They're not all the same, by the way. And uh, you can't live your life that you didn't get to finish through them. You've got to know what their interests really are. You've got to know your children. There's so much more to say. You got, here's, here's a big one. You've got to know where they are all the time. Amen, preacher. I'm 17 years old living at home. And if I, we'd go to town cruising... And uh, if I was going to be out past 11 o'clock, I had to, I remember one time running all over town trying to find a phone booth, called my mom and tell her I was going to be a few minutes late. 17 years old. Mama, we're going out to play. Where are you going to be? We're going to be around the hunter's house. They had kind of a ball field around there, and so we, we'd all gather around there around the ball field. But I guarantee you, if you say you're going to be at the, Right at the ball field at the hunter's house, you better be at the ball field at the hunter's house. I believe my mama could see like an eagle. That's about 100 yards away, and there's forest between them. She better be there. Some of us guys, we on Friday night, we used to go down to the trestle down there behind where the, the Loftons live. And uh, we'd camp out down there on a Friday night. And if I was going to do that, I, I had to tell my mama where I'd be. You better know where your children are. You better know who their friends are. Oh, but they're in the church, and they're, you know, they're in, you know, and all, well, just, I'm just telling you. I'm talking about if I'd known some things then that I know now, I would have done some things differently. Never had a problem with this. But you got to know who their friends are. Don't be afraid to set rules. We'll be the big kahuna about everything else, but when it comes to setting rules with our children, we're just a little bit, you know, just a little slack. As importantly as those four things build character. If you'll do that, you don't have to worry about the other four. You'll take time to build character in your children. I'm just talking to you this morning as a pastor, as a father, as a grandfather, as a great-grandfather. Knowing how to care for your home. Knowing how to care for your home. The security of the home. Look with me in Proverbs. Well, do we have the, those verses? Proverbs 15, I believe, verse number 6. Here it is, and we're done. Tracy, you can come on to the piano. In the house of the righteous is much treasure. 
<laughs> Isn't that good? But in the revenues, that's in the possessions, the collections, all, the, all that the wicked have gathered in, it's trouble. In the house of the righteous is much treasure. I tell you, there's something in your home, if you have a family unit, if you've been blessed with children, or if it's husband and wife, whatever, it's, I, I said a dumb thing the other day. I told my wife, and I was trying to give her a compliment. I was doing my best to give her a compliment. I said, I, I wish that I could sell you for what you're really worth. <laughs> and that's the only thing she got in it. That's the only part she got. I wish that I could sell you. I wasn't thinking about buying me another Mustang or anything along that line. I was just thinking about, I was trying to give her a compliment and, and, and let her know that I thought her value. And I said, I know that your value is above rubies, but I don't know how many rubies, you know. And, and it wasn't like I was wanting to get an appraisal of how much, you know, she's worth, you know. Or, or go to the auction, you know, and... and you can do some dumb things. But I tell you, the, the greatest treasure we have in our home is our relationship. I know I've talked a lot about the children, but that, that spousal relationship needs to be taken care of. Do we have Nehemiah? I have it. Nehemiah. We're talking about the security of the home now. Get your guns out, all right? <laughs> I, I like what the old Quaker said. He, uh, somebody broke into his house, the old Quaker, and he got his big gun out, and he pointed at the guy, and he said, I would not hurt us, thou, but thou art, sta thou art standing where I'm about to fire. And uh, you got to have protection. Nehemiah said so. Therefore sat I in lower places behind the wall and in higher place, on higher places. I even set people after their families with swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles, to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren. Security of the home. You've got to fight for your children. You got to fight. The devil's fighting to get them away from you. The world, you got to fight the world that's trying to draw them into the world and away from God. Your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. If I had known, don't wait until it's too late. Build that family unit. Spend time. Don't just build a house, build a home. Knowing how to care for your home. Let's stand. Father, we thank you for the time that we've used this morning. Lord, we love these families that you have invested, made an investment in Victory Baptist Church in their lives. Lord, there's so many things I could preach about this morning, current events. We could get off in politics and we could talk about 
pandemics. Lord, you've led us the way of the home and the family this morning. And we have some precious ones here. Lord, I pray for them. We're so thankful for these little children that run all around the church after the service. Lord, we, we're thankful that we have teachers and, and workers, nursery care. to nurture them and bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. But ultimately, it's mom and daddy's job to get done. I pray for every father, every mother, every husband, every wife. Lord, I know the application isn't for everyone this morning, but it's for someone or you wouldn't have laid it on my heart. Lord, if this message has enriched the lives life of one family it'll be worth it all bless and have thine own way Lord is our prayer while these are praying knowing how to care for your family I guess it begins in knowing that we should I don't have ABC's and one two threes I don't have steps to go by God has a purpose. 